Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome to Talk Business with Audrey. Hosted by Audrey Bell Carney. The show that helps everyday people turn their big ideas into successful businesses so that they can live the boss life. Sit back and take notes. Sit back and take notes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Talk Busy with Audrey. I'm your host, Audrey Bell Kearney, and I'm happy to be joined today by Miss Melissa uh, Lester and Georgette Taylor. They're going to be talking to us about tapping out stress. I know a lot <laughs> of us have stress. I'm constantly under stress. I woke up this morning, guys. I had a wonderful, I slept really good. And I can mm-hmm. tell I had a good night's sleep when I get on the show in the morning and I have a like fantastic time by myself because I host good <laughs> by myself. So when I'm laughing and joking around early in the morning by myself, I say, oh yeah, I had a good night. So that meant I had a stress-free night and a very great uh, start to my day. But thank you good. both for being here with me today. I'm so excited to learn more about what you guys do. I know Georgette has... Um, She's been telling me for years about tapping. She, Georgette is the one who started me on my journey. I want to say my journey to self-healing. Um, and it was around 2008 when she sent me The Secret. She was still living in Texas. I was living in Jersey. And she sent me the DVD for The Secret. And I fell in love with The Secret. So that pretty much started me on my journey. And I was. she told me about tapping. And it was so funny because my daughter who's also in this self-healing space. And she just wrote a book that's that'll be on Amazon in a couple of days called Healing Her. And she started tapping. And we were at a retreat with our sorority. And my daughter was talking about how to tap, right? So all the women in the room were looking at her like, what are you talking about? But there were <laughs> a couple throughout the weekend at the retreat. Every time somebody would do something to them or say something to them, they would just start doing things like this. Just <laughs> hilarious because they didn't know where they were tapping it. They were just tapping all over. No kind of, no kind of structure, just tapping it. So it was really funny. So thank you both for being here. So um, Melissa, I'm going to start with you because this is the first time Melissa and I have had the opportunity. I talk to Georgia all the time, y'all. Like That's true. That's so true. You go right ahead. Or. I, know a lot, I know you guys might know a lot about her. We're going to talk to her a second, but this is my first time actually having the opportunity to talk to Melissa. And so I want you to kind of introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you became um, this person that's tapping into uh, a new life, a new beginning for a lot of people. Thanks, Audrey. Um, and thank you for having me on the show. This is, I'll, I'll uh, confess to everybody, this is only my second podcast. <laughs> and the first one was uh, pre-recorded and edited. So this is my first live podcast. So um, I think- So be gentle, that's what I you're wanted, saying? Yes, I wanted to ask you to be gentle with me. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> See, that's live. That's what happens. So right now we're live streaming on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, I don't want. I, just, I don't mean to scare you, but it's okay. So we'll be gentle. Yes. I, I'll be. I'll be good. Okay, go ahead. Okay. okay. 
So I just lost my background. It's okay. Um, so let me just say hi to everybody from my office apartment. Um, and so my, I guess my story starts um, really with being a therapist. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and have been for many years. Um, and in 2013, um, well, I should say I have also a longtime meditation practice that is very body focused and very um, energy movement focused, um, which can be a little bit different than what most people think of when they think of meditation. So from that place, um, I had become curious about tapping and started training in 2013. Um, I flew out to Colorado and, you know, like a lot of people, I was a little skeptical about tapping because I thought, well, this can't be a real thing. First of all, it looks ridiculous. And second of all, you know, how can just tapping give you um, so much relief? So that's kind of how I showed up to this first training. And sure enough, within just a couple of hours, um, what we were seeing in this workshop and training was really, really phenomenal. So I started my training back then in 2013. Um, I never stopped training. And um, so here I am a uh, tapping trainer in addition to being a licensed uh, psychotherapist. And I will say this, that tapping um, transformed is a big word, but it really did dramatically change my work with clients and the kind of relief that they were able to achieve both on their own and then also in the therapy room with me. Um, which is something we can talk about um, because one of the beautiful things about tapping is that it can be so helpful even in its most basic form, which even little kids can learn. Um, and actually, we teach it to little kids. There are a lot of people teaching tapping in the school systems. Um, so at just that basic level, um, tapping can really um, facilitate really profound change in people, um, and I like to say in their nervous systems. Um, and then at the more advanced complex levels of tapping training, um, obviously you can work with more complex issues and histories that people have. I, I want to go back a second. You say you started out in meditation. Um, I'm one of those people who have tried to meditate on many occasions and can't seem to quiet my mind long enough to focus on meditation. However, I do find that first thing in the morning, I can kind of sort of get some things going on without a whole lot of business in my head. But once I hit the floor, it's over. So anytime, any, anytime I'm trying to meditate past early morning, it doesn't happen. So um, in order to put the two modalities together, how do you first get people to quiet their minds down long enough mm -hmm. to meditate so you can even yeah. learn how to just put the two together? Right. That's a great question. Um, and gosh, there's a lot to say about that because there's a lot to say about meditation on its own, right? right. <laughs> so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but in terms of combining the two of them, um, one of the easiest ways to do that is to tap for the purpose of moving the big energy through the body first, right? Which might come in the form of thoughts or feelings or 
physical sensations. Um, and the more of that you can um, rapidly move through the body, then the easier it is to uh, ground yourself, right? And so the definition of meditation is that we have a single point of awareness. Mm-hmm. And that is different based on the different kinds of meditations that people practice. Um, but for example, if we're going to use um, the bottom of the belly, which is what I call it, everybody has a name for it. Um, but if we're going to use the, the sort of place where we can deeply connect with self as a single point of awareness, then what we're doing is, of course, we all have a million thoughts and we just notice those thoughts. And then we gently and lovingly, without judgment, return our focus back to the bottom of the belly. So we call it a practice because it's we never know what we're going to get when we sit with self, right, in a meditation. Um, and wherever we notice we've gone, the work is to return back to that single point of awareness, which um, I like to use the bottom of the belly because it's very grounding. So I, I, I want to go deeper into that. But before I go deeper, I want Georgette to introduce herself to everybody. For those of you who don't know Georgette, um, introduce yourself to everybody and tell us how you got into, you know, self-healing, self-love into tapping. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Georgette and I am a life coach and EFT tapping practitioner, as well as a sexual health educator. And um, I, I got into tapping because I needed it for myself. I, I, I suffered from anxiety so many years ago, even when I was young, I didn't know what to call it back then. And uh, as I got older, I was continually suffering with it. And I wanted to be able to find something to do or to help me with uh, that didn't require me to take drugs. I mean, you know, if, if, if you have to take those things, that's, that's understandable, but I, I didn't want to do that. And so uh, since I love helping people find better ways to love themselves and to, uh, yeah, to love themselves. I looked at different things for me to do, whether it was meditation, which I was really struggling with that. Kind of like you said, Audrey, I was just like, I, I, I couldn't focus that well. I felt to, to, to meditate, you know, to meditate very, uh, well, I guess good, I guess for me. Um, and I just wanted to be able to do other things. I learned about the secret. I learned about affirmations. I learned about a lot of those things. And one day I ran across a film, a documentary that talked about tapping. And I was kind of intrigued about that because I kind of like Melissa said, I couldn't figure out how that would really work for you. You know, you're tapping these things on your body. What is that all about? So I, I looked at the documentary and that kind of took me down the rabbit hole to learn more about tapping because a lot of the people that were in the documentary was dealing with stress and anxiety. Some of them were like uh, soldiers that had come back from war, things like that. And I thought that it was just really powerful that I could use what I have, right? I could use my fingers to tap on different points in my body to help me to relieve the anxiety that I was going through. So I started using it on and off. And I, I will tell you, it really has changed my life because I, my anxiety used to be so bad that I was literally in emergency room all the time thinking that I was having heart attacks because my panic anxiety attacks were just over the top. And I can say I have not literally gone, have not done any of that for the last year and a half um, because 
because I honestly, I use tapping. I use tapping to help me with anxiety. I use it in so many different areas of my life. And um, I just, I, you know, for me, I, I love telling people about things that I think are unique or things that they could utilize to help them to be more successful in their own healing. And so I really wanted to be able to share that. And Audrey knows I talk about tapping all the time. <laughs> so, yes. And so I'm wondering, I, I do, and I, because I, I really, I really think it's so user-friendly, you know, I know that's a crazy word to use, but it's very user-friendly, you know, you don't have to do anything if you have, you know, um, if we're blessed to have fingers, right, um, you can still do it, but you can still utilize it in so many different areas of your life, I think, and I think that's what's so, um, so really cool about it. I remember, um, when I was also doing uh, storytelling, I was doing a, this thing called transformational storytelling when I had to speak about my um, my stillbirth that I had. I was doing that like four years ago. And I will tell you, tapping got me through that too because it was just so, it was so traumatic. It was very traumatic for me to have to repeat the story over and over again. But I will tell you, tapping really calmed me down. It really helped with my anxiety. It gave me a lot more confidence to get on stage and tell people this story that I have not told in 40 years. So um, uh, that was, that was, it was just a matter of me wanting to, you know, find something to help myself. And once I did, I wanted to be able to share it with everybody else. And um, that's kind of how I got into it. And I, I met Melissa uh, through a tapping group that she had, because at, at that point, I wanted to start talking to more people who were utilizing it and to be within a group of people who understood what I was talking about and, and understood tapping and wanted to be able to bring it to people who don't necessarily, um, I don't know, don't, don't necessarily have access, I guess, to different modalities and different tools to help them. Um, and uh, and that, that's why that me and Melissa became really good friends after that. And I just, that's just really what I wanna do. I just wanna help people use this. You know, I, 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 I'm nowhere near, nowhere near, nowhere near where you guys are when it comes to tapping. But I will say um, just a little bit that I do know I had I used to have these really bad headaches, like really like they would. I'm, I'm a type A, which I didn't know I was a type A. If you had asked me where I was, I type A, I'd be like, no, I'm not a type A. I am. Um, and I and I'm, a, I'm somewhat of a perfectionist when it comes to my business. So and I work really hard. And I work a lot and I would have these excruciating headaches. And the only thing that would calm my headache down like instantly was me to go like this. And that's and this is all listen, guys, this is all I know right here. So <laughs> Melissa and George and other professionals, but this is about all I could do. But that would and I would always have it on this side of my head, and I would just start tapping until it just subsided or eased. And I when I, mean, I was able to move forward. And I and I suffered a lot more last year after I lost my mom to COVID. Like after <laughs> I lost her. The, the headaches almost became unbearable to the point where I thought I was going to have to go to the doctor and get medicine. But I was like, no, I'm not getting medicine because I had just come off a bunch of medicines because I had lost a lot of weight. I was like, I don't want to be on a lot of medicines. So I would just mm -hmm. tap. I would, I would just tap. And my headache would start to go like this. I could feel it going like that. So I know today we're going to be talking about tapping out stress. And a lot of times we bring a lot of stress on ourselves. I'm definitely guilty of that. Yes, what can people are. What can they do right now to start working on themselves and tapping out the stress that we impose on ourselves? Because a lot of times it's not other folks, it's us. What can people do start to do like right now? <clears throat> um, so, Audrey, are you uh, so 
first of all, let me just say that you and Georgette just made so many um, points that I really wanted to respond to because they were so important. Um, but in terms of doing right now, do you want us to do, do you want us to move toward doing a little tapping with our, with our audience? Oh, absolutely. Yes, okay. let's do it. Okay, so um, here's what I do want to say, sort of in terms of um, being ethical and safe about presenting this. Um, mm -hmm. First of all, tapping can activate the nervous system so that especially if you've got something like right below the surface that you, you've sort of been consciously or unconsciously working to uh, prevent from emerging, tapping has a tendency to kind of crack that open. Um, so I would say to everybody listening or watching that it's important for you to be able to take responsibility for your own well-being. Um, and if you're not sure that you're going to be able to tolerate any distress that bubbles up, then just watch. Um, mm -hmm. There's plenty to learn just from watching. Um, ultimately, we want to keep you safe. Um, and before we actually tap, I want to introduce everybody to a... Uh, I guess it's a protocol, but it's a method of slowing your nervous system down first um, so that before we risk cracking anything open, everybody has a little tool in their back pocket already to slow everything down. Um, so we use the same acupressure points, but we just touch. And mm -hmm. instead of tapping, we just touch and we take a nice, natural breath. Good. And then we just move to the next tapping spot, but we just touch and hold it and we take a nice natural breath. And the key is not to rush yourself and to try to pull your breath in into your body as, as much as you can. And then we're going to tap, we're going to hold on the inside of the eyebrow. Um, some people feel better if they do both at the same time. You can do either side. It doesn't matter which hand or which side. We're just gonna touch and breathe. And try to let your belly really extend as you breathe in and then relax as you breathe out. And then we're gonna to touch at the side of the eye, the corner of the eye, right on the bone. This is another tapping point, but we're just going to touch and breathe. And then under the eye, right on the bone, same thing, we're gonna to touch and breathe. And then under the nose, same thing. Feel free to close your eyes if that feels safe. And 
take as much time as you need at each point. It doesn't matter how fast we're doing it. Just try to honor your natural flow. And then the next spot we touch is the middle of the chin, which can really mess up a woman's makeup. So <laughs> actually this whole thing can really mess up the woman. <laughs> and we're just gonna take a breath. Good. And then the last spot we're going to um, touch and hold is right under the collarbone, kind of uh, just an inch or two apart, right in the center. You can even just place your, your hands there if that feels better. Um, and we're just going to take a nice, slow, deep breath. And that is, um, those are the acupressure points that we either touch or tap. Um, just, I don't know if we want to ask the viewers or if anybody, either Georgette or Audrey, want to say whether they noticed anything at all um, during this round of touch and breathe. I could say for me, I could feel myself. So whenever I slow down that much, I just want to lay down. So I just, feel my, I just feel my body totally relaxed and to the point I'm saying to myself, Okay, seriously, I have to do the show, so do not. <laughs> do not. But yeah. I felt very relaxed, very relaxed. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's perfect, Audrey. And what most people notice is a, da a sort of a downward regulation of their entire nervous system, which means that everything's going to go slower and uh, you might feel more grounded in your body. Um, calmer, less anxious, uh, less scattered, more present. Yeah. Yeah. So thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, everything uh, slows down. So is this something you should do every day, um, more than once a day, once every well, two days? How often? So this yeah, that's a good question. So this is what we just did was touch and breathe, which I just wanted people to have um, in case they find they're activated, this is one of the fastest ways to sort of slow it all down. Mm -hmm. um, as for regular tapping, um, mm -hmm. there is no prescription. Um, if you're, the thing to know is that if you're about to tap and you feel yourself on the verge of being really upset, what's going to probably happen is we're going to blow all of that upset through your body although there are mm -hmm. very gentle ways to do it as well, um, mm -hmm. before your nervous system can kind of come down on mm -hmm. the other side, mm -hmm. right? So that's one of the hazards of tapping is that often we know like what we're starting, what we're distressed mm -hmm. about when we start. We don't always know what's going to creep up on us. Mm -hmm. um, but the important thing is that once you start tapping and if you notice your uh, nervous system is really getting overactivated, um, you want to keep tapping until it comes way down on the mm -hmm. other side. You don't want to mm -hmm. stop in the middle and say, oh, my God, this is making it worse. Because um, it really means you're just kind of halfway there. Mm -hmm. um, now, tapping with a, with an expert, with a professional, um, will give you some great tools in terms of just sort of gently creeping up on your distress so that we never really want 
to have the body overwhelmed or flooded because mm -hmm. that can actually be re-traumatizing. So it's possible to move a lot of this stuff out super, super gently. What are, what are some of the signs that your nervous system may be overactivated? Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I think there are like a million and I think <laughs> everybody in the world these days can probably mention at least 10 or 12 of them, right? <laughs> Um, there's that, uh, you know, that physical sensation of anxiety that might be different for different people, um, but people definitely feel it in their body. They feel tension and tightness. Um, they might feel shaky. They might feel uh, kind of gloom and doom or anticipatory anxiety mm -hmm. about what might be coming. Um, people mm -hmm. have trouble sleeping, uh, people have stomach trouble, people have, you know, I mean, the possibilities are really endless. Mm -hmm. So now if That's they true. start, if they're tapping, they're doing, they're going through the, the process and they start to feel some of these things instead of stopping because they get, yeah. they become afraid, they should just yeah. keep going. Well, right. Let me say something about this. You have to know your own distress level, right? Mm -hmm. And so, if you know, for example, that you have a lot of stuff, uh, distress or trauma, um, it might be a good idea to work with somebody who has a lot of training. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I guess what we'll do as a tapping demonstration is mm -hmm. I'll show you the safest way for people to tap on their own. Because mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of ways to keep the distress level uh, way down. Um, should we do a little tapping yep. demo? Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so before we do that, I had a question. So, yeah. All right. So I'm just, I'm just paying devil's advocate here. So yeah. if I'm tapping, <laughs> I don't yes. know. I got stuff. I know there's something, I don't know. I don't quite know mm -hmm. what it is. Right. But yes. I know that I need something I'm working on myself and I start yep. to tap and stuff start to happen that I'm not really used to. At that point, I should say to myself, this doesn't feel normal for me. Maybe I should stop. And then at that point, should I make make a decision to go and consult with someone like you or Jet to say, listen, this is what happened to me. I was doing the mm -hmm. tapping and all of this stuff started to happen. I started to get flooded. I started to get flushed. I started sweating, you know, and mm -hmm. I, started, I started to freak out because I know there are some people, they can sweat for a second at a certain time because they and they've never done that before they start to freak out like something is wrong yeah. with me you know yeah. and so mm -hmm. even though they don't know that they have these these deep dark things that's deep down inside right. um should at that point should they say okay let me just this is not feeling great for me i should just stop and maybe consult with someone yeah i and this is very individual right um so oh don't i would say to everybody don't push yourself too far outside your comfort zone, right? Because you're the expert on yourself. You know what's comfortable for you. So if you're comfortable doing the work, great. Keep doing the work. If you know you will do better uh, working, collaborating with somebody who has maybe a much more advanced skill level, then that might be a good time to start looking for an EFT practitioner. Yeah. So I think the answer really is always trust yourself because you know yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so Audrey, the, the safest way for us to tap, especially in the beginning, is to focus on what we feel in the body. Mm -hmm. It keeps us in the body. It keeps us grounded. Um, mm -hmm. And it keeps us out of where we tend to spin in our head, you know, to the past, mm -hmm. the future, the oh my God, what if stuff. Mm 
Um, so for example, um, if we start tapping and I say, you know, I was really nervous to come on this podcast. <laughs> it's live. And I just know I'm going to say something ridiculous. <laughs> and then Audrey won't be able to edit it out. <laughs> this is what I'm really afraid of, right? I'm just focusing in on the problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Georgette earlier was talking about affirmations and some of that secret stuff. So tapping is the exact opposite of that in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. We're focusing on the problems because we want them to mm -hmm. move through us and out of our bodies. Okay. Yep. So this is not affirmations. This nope. is focus on the, the struggle, the problem, the obstacle. Okay. So then I'm going to tap at the top of my head and I'm going to say, Oh, this podcast. <laughs> oh boy. I'm doing this podcast at four o'clock. <laughs> okay. Now I feel, you know, I'm going to ask the person I'm working with, what are you noticing in your body? Or if it's just me, I'm going to say, Oh, I'm noticing all this tension and tightness mm -hmm. right in my belly. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to focus on that. And I'm not teaching everybody like the exact protocol today that, that has been researched. We're doing kind of an informal tapping today. Um, all this tension and tightness right at the mm -hmm. bottom of my belly. And I stay really focused on what I'm feeling in my body. Mm-hmm. This tension and tightness feels like there's like a seat belt going right around the bottom of my belly. And then I might ask you, does it have a color? Well, this one might be blue. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely like one of those nylon seat belts. And I might say, does it have a, does it feel hot or cold? Does it have a shape? We want to really tune into the physical sensation that we might be noticing, right? Whatever it is. And as we focus on it and describe it in greater and greater detail, over time, there will be a shift. And sometimes the shift happens very quickly. And sometimes it, it takes however long it takes, right? So for me right now, I'm noticing that the seatbelt feels like it's loosening up a little bit. <clears throat> and I don't feel like it's blue anymore. Now it feels like it's tightening up, I mean, loosening up even more. And we just keep going and the goal is that that sensation either goes completely away mm -hmm. or yeah. the sensation shifts to another part of the body. Mm -hmm. right? And so I might notice, oh, now it feels like the tightness is kind of creeping up like into my diaphragm, right? All this tightness in my diaphragm feels like burning. So it could be GERD. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I feel, right? That's what I'm noticing, this burning mm -hmm. feeling in my diaphragm. And I'm just really going to stay with what I'm noticing in the body mm -hmm. because the body holds on to mm -hmm. distress. So we don't even have to know what distress we're working on. We just are focusing on where it is kind of stuck in the body.
And that means we're working on that distress, even if we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Right? Our body's mm -hmm. holding on to something. I feel this burning in my diaphragm right now. Feels like maybe it's yellow, this yellow burning in my diaphragm right now. And now it feels to me like it's kind of creeping up this way, maybe into the very, very bottom of my throat or esophagus. And this is what people will notice. They'll notice mm -hmm. physical sensations traveling uh, through the body and you just go where it takes you. Mm -hmm. You just yeah. stay with it. And eventually what it's trying to do is it's trying to leave the body. <sighs> Audrey, are you noticing anything at all as you I, I, I'm more relaxed. Like for me, it's very <laughs> relaxing. Um, yeah. And I guess because mm -hmm. I was kind of relaxed when I started. Like I, I don't have, I, today was a great day, so I didn't have a lot going on. Um, <laughs> my question to you is when you're yeah. tapping, do you have to do all of the movements or because I've never, I didn't know about the whole the process. Right. I would just go, mm -hmm. all I would do, and maybe this, yeah. and that was it. So I, I didn't yeah. do this, I didn't do this, I didn't do all, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Do you have to do all of those things to help you get through what you're trying to get through, or can you just do one or two? That's a great question. So the answer is that we do all of the spots because we don't know where we're going to get the most relief. But if you already know that there's a spot that gets you relief, then go, go for it. You know, okay. go right there. This is kind of our way of like uh, making sure we touch all the bases. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people will start to notice, oh, you know, when I get to this spot or this spot, that's when I notice a lot of shifting, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, either yeah. emotionally or physically or some mm -hmm. kind of thought process really, really changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's a great question. And it doesn't yeah. matter what order you do them in. Right. It doesn't matter which hand you use. You can do one side or both sides. And if you Google, <laughs> um, you Google tapping points, there yeah. will be about a million maps. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So now those I, were I, those were the nine ones that we generally use. There's about nine that we use yeah. that we yeah you know, one use on two three mm -hmm. four five six seven eight yeah eight or mm -hmm. nine about eight or nine yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now I know that when the um, when people started to to become more aware, they want to be more conscious, have conscious living. There were a lot of us who shifted to that side of the to spectrum, right? We want to be more conscious. We want to have more conscious living. But then there's a whole other side that's very skeptical. And so mm -hmm. when you meet people who come to you for help and they're so skeptical. And and, yeah. and for me, mom, if you're not open-minded about stuff, it's not going to work for you. That's my thought. But I'm sure you you've met with some people who are just super skeptical and were mm -hmm. able to change their mindset because they experienced relief or some kind of breakthrough. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looked like? Um, Georgette, do you want to take that or do you want me to take that? Um, you can, I mean, I could, you know, just tell but on my own being skeptical, you know, yeah. that I that I didn't think that that would work for me because it was, it just seemed so simple, 
And I and I and I because for me, I didn't understand the the process and what goes behind all of that, you know, the energy that flows, all of those things. So yeah. I just looked at it as just being something I'm just tapping on. But it's yeah. so much more than that. And I think it's like you said, if you're skeptical, you know, then sometimes you're not open to even understanding what you know how how anything else would work. But once I decided, you know what, I think I'm gonna try it, mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing. I'm gonna try it, and because I've tried it. And I know it started working for me, then it kind of blocked away some of that skepticism. And then I also was able to figure out why it works. You know, why, why, why is this working? You Mm -hmm. know? And, uh, and so I could definitely come to, you know, talk about that point for sure. Why why does Um, it work? Well, it, it works because just like she said, it opens up different areas. It allows you to be grounded. It allows you to then start to release these stress, uh, uh, these, 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 um, the stress and the anxiety that you do have. And it also deals with your energy, right? So it's kind of like acupuncture, but it's acupressure that you're using in different ways for these meridian points, which are energies that flow up and down your system. And it kind of helps to unblock those things as well. So, yeah, I, and you know, Audrey, um, so I, I really want to answer that question as well, if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, So there is this tendency because, right, there's always skeptics and there are people that have different agendas and we don't always know what those are. Um, And so there's this temptation for skeptics to. um, um, Well, let let me approach it differently. Um, First of all, there's a lot of great science. Um, There are over literally over 100 peer reviewed scientific studies, many of them are randomized and controlled and meet the sort of rigorous scientific standards for legitimate research. Um, So for the folks who are interested in that, I would say go to eftinternational.com and read to your heart's content about the research, right? Some people need that for their left brain, right? Some people need that. And when I started with tapping, I was one of those people. I was like, oh, come on, what are we talking about here, right? But over time, what I found is that I, I realized the less important question is how it works. Now, we have a lot of theories about how it works, but the bottom line is that it works. And so like when I get up in the morning and I need to go somewhere, I put my key in my car and I go and I, it works. And I don't need to know what's going on under the hood to know that my car got me where I needed to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a really good, simple metaphor. Um, but here are some of the things that tapping does. Um, it lowers, it can lower your blood pressure. It can lower your cortisol levels, which is one of the stress hormones, by 50%. It can eliminate phobias once and for all. Phobias, it's one of the most effective treatments for phobias. Um, uh, Great for panic attacks. It can circumvent (laughs) panic attacks. Um, It can uh, interrupt and eliminate cravings. So cravings for food, alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex, shopping, whatever, whatever your brain says it needs to escape, right? Um, tapping is used in um, addiction treatment centers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's used by therapists. It is recommended by um, 
ENT physicians, it is recommended by, um, I forgot what they're called, neurologists um, who treat um, things like multiple sclerosis for the reduction of MS symptoms. Mm -hmm. It is recommended by um, ENTs who deal with sinus infection and head congestion, right? You were talking about your headache. Yeah. yeah. So these are just a few of the things that tapping can do. And there's a lot of research to support it. It aids a lot of people with weight loss. Um, So if you want to get hung up on the how does it work, you know, I say go for it, knock yourself out. But if you want to know really like what it can do for you, then that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah. you know, I was sitting here thinking, right? Because I tap when I have headaches, but now I'm, now I'm thinking because at night, this is when I completely slow It's always around <laughs> nine to ten o'clock at night, right? But the problem is, even though my body has stopped, my mind is still going, and then I'm yeah. on YouTube looking at some kind of business video, and my mind is going, and my yeah. mind says, "Better eat something." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. something. so that. That is your, uh, that is, um, it's a trigger, right? It's a stress trigger. Um, and there's been a pairing somewhere along the line between stress and you've learned, your body's learned that food can slow your nervous system down. So tapping can do that for you without the food, without the drugs, without the, you know, fill in the blank. Um, so cravings are just a trigger and tapping is really effective with triggers. I'm yeah. going to try that because I tell you, Melissa, at night, it's the weirdest thing. I can yeah. eat one cookie and be completely satisfied, but I have to eat yeah. that one cookie. And, it, yeah. and I'll be in the bed watching television, and it could be 3, 12 o'clock at night, which most mm-hmm. times it is 12 o'clock at night, and I should be sleeping anyway. And I'll lay there, and I'm looking at all these things. I'm like, okay, I need to write a note about that. I got my phone. I got my glasses. I'm in the dark. I'm taking notes on my phone. And my body mm-hmm. says, Eat something and I don't care. I can eat what? one cookie, I can eat a bag of nuts, and it just I and after that I'm fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never so I, yeah. So I would invite you to play around with tapping um before bed. The other advantage to tapping before bed sleep. is that it's sleep. gonna help you sleep. sleep. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm doing yeah. it tonight. Yeah. I'm doing it tonight. Yeah. I'm really yeah. that and I, I was telling somebody I said, you know, my my weight loss process during the day i eat very little but at night like when i stop i'll eat my dinner and then right around midnight i have to i'm watching tv and i'm never watching like tv tv is always something business which for me is like it keeps me like this right because now my mind is going because i just saw something new that somebody said on youtube that i have to make sure i note it and so i can do it tomorrow check it out and as soon as i start doing that it says eat something it's like a little voice and I'm like no and then I'll wait there for a few minutes and sure enough it beats me every time every yeah. single time so but see I think that maybe your body saying we need or we want to slow down right mm-hmm. if, if that's the effect that you notice after you have the cookie um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah body's so, already telling you that mm-hmm. yeah is yeah something to help you slow down right 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 you know audrey another great way for people who don't have much training in tapping to to tap effectively is to tap and rant 
And I think Ann yeah. Adams was the one, one who kind of coined that that term. But you essentially would just start tapping on all the points and you would just start saying, well, I can't do this without cursing. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but you know, you tap and rant. You just say, oh my God, I can't believe it. How could she do that? Mm-hmm. Who would, who, why in the world would anybody do that? Right. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of stream of consciousness, uh, kind of, uh, rant. And while you're ranting, the tapping is slowing down your nervous system. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're kind of, it's almost like a purge. It's like, um, mm-hmm quickly processing things that normally would we'd go round and round in circles in our in our nervous system. Mm-hmm. Very cool. You know, there are a lot of people in our country that suffer from high blood pressure. You know, mm-hmm. they got, you know, we got all kinds of sicknesses and illnesses. So if people who are on medication and they're on medication that, that lowers their blood pressure, if they start tapping, is there a yeah. possibility that they can make their blood pressure drop too low if they're on medication? Oh. Oh, okay. That's a great question because um, we always like to remind people that tapping is not medical treatment. It's a great idea to check with your doctor before you do any tapping. Thank you for saying that, Audrey. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, that's another good reason to be working with somebody who has a fair amount of training, right? I don't want to keep harping on that point, though, because in its simplest form, tapping is incredibly effective for, they say, about 80% of the population. So I don't want people to be afraid of using the tapping, um, but you just want to use your your own wisdom, right? Um, and get the support that you know that you're going to need. And I, I think when they attend like workshops like you guys are about to do now, like once mm-hmm. they actually get the proper training, then you can know yeah. exactly how to move because I would hate mm-hmm. for someone to... Um, I remember a while ago, I was on blood pressure medicine and I lost a lot of weight and I never stopped. I didn't reduce my medicine dose. And I remember taking my medicine and got very, very just like woozy, just like didn't know what was going on until I realized I didn't need it anymore. And so, Mm -hmm. but until I realized that, because I felt like, okay, I have to still take this thing and not, not going to my doctor for them to Mm -hmm. tell me you don't need it anymore. I still took it. So it made my blood pressure drop really low. That's why it's important for people Mm -hmm. to take these trainings. I talk about this all the time. Listen, you want to learn how to do something that you don't know how to do, consult a professional. Google is not a professional. Right. Let me say that one more time. Google is not a professional. Yes, there's a lot of information, but Google is not a professional. You want to talk to somebody where you can ask questions. And I think that's what that's what people get it twisted at. You know, they they know that they can go on Google and learn stuff on Google University, Mm -hmm. University. But when it comes to your health and your mental wellness, you want to talk to somebody that can talk back to you so you can get the correct answers you need. So that's why what you guys are doing, I feel like it's so important because they can talk to you. They can touch you. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's going to help a lot of people um, understand this process and implement this process into their lives. Thank you for that, Audrey. It, uh, the piece about making sure you have medical supervision for any medical conditions mm-hmm so important right with tapping is not a replacement for any medical or even Mm -hmm. uh, psychological treatment so yeah thank you for saying that you're welcome you're welcome so now i know you got i know you have a an event coming up i just kind of alluded to that um tell us about that event and what people can expect from that so um I'll let Georgette add whatever she wants to but (laughs) in a nutshell um, we have two webinars coming up that are free 
Um, the first one is on Friday the 14th at 4 o'clock. The second one is on Saturday the 15th at 12 noon, in case you can't make the Friday one. Um, and you can register for all of these on, um, oh, thank you, on eventbrite.com. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and then following those three webinars, which are going to be about an hour and give people a chance to ask all their questions, um, we will be having a level one, which is two days. Um, and that's geared toward people who just want to be able to learn how to tap with themselves um, safely and effectively, right? Um, and then in November, we're going to do a level two, and that's for people who really want to start working with other people um, and do some tapping. And then we get a little bit more into some of the complex um, techniques that are available to people. Um, and then in de early December, we're going to do a level three, and that's really um, for people who really want to kind of go down the expert uh, path. Um, yeah, so thank you for mentioning those. You're welcome. So with the trainings for the level two, for those who are thinking, looking at you saying, you know what, I really love what they're saying. I really want to be a professional in this space because I feel like I can help people. What does that, that process look like? What kind of training do they need outside of what you're doing? Is it a certain amount of mm. hours? Is it certain certifications? Do they need certain licenses? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that process. Okay, beautiful. So this is the beauty and the curse of, of <laughs> tapping is that it's really open to everybody. Um, you can really anybody right now who wants to self-teach themselves by going on EFT International and downloading the free manual, they, they could start calling themselves a tapping practitioner, right? Um, so the term EFT tapping practitioner is open to everybody, whether you're clinical or not clinical. I happen to be a licensed clinician. Most tapping practitioners are not. Um, but then so you can take all the training and not have any interest in getting certified is the bottom line. And you can legitimately call yourself a tapping practitioner. We always urge that you get enough mm -hmm. training so that you feel over prepared, right? <laughs> so that you can, uh, especially if you're working with people, you can do that safely and ethically. Um, and of course, you know, competently. Um, but there's no requirement that you become certified. For people who do want to become certified, then through EFTI or EFT International, um, you would take the courses. And then in addition to the courses, you would work with an individual mentor and you would, uh, I think it's like 50 sessions you do, you document them and you mm -hmm. review them with your mentor. And there's this kind of mentoring process where they, they help you um, you know, work up to the level of expertise that you would need to call yourself uh, certified, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're looking for a practitioner, those are, I think those are the important things to know that um, practitioner is like a wide open term. Um, and you just want to ask questions of, you know, who, who you might be working with, how many years, where'd you get your training, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's very egalitarian. It's very kind of open access, uh, which is a beautiful thing. And also, you know, kind of buyer beware kind of thing. And, and I think yeah. for those who are watching, you know, if this is something that you want to do, you also want to be able to 
I, I personally I personally feel like when it comes to things like this where you don't know how people are gonna react, mm-hmm. you wanna work with somebody yep. who kinda guide you and prepare you yeah. for like some yep. of the things that may happen because you get people to start tapping and unlocking things that they've held in for their entire lives. You know, mm-hmm. you yes. know what's gonna happen after that. So you should yes. want to make sure that you're studying with somebody. Yes, you can go learn online. She just told you that you can learn online. And I know some yeah. of them I'm gonna learn on. You can. Yeah. But yeah. what happens if you start to teach that that process to somebody else and they started mm-hmm. I don't know what you're gonna unlock on folks. Both yeah. of you inside. Be very careful about that. And so yes. um just make sure that if that's if that's the path you want to take, you reach out to people that can help you get to, get to the path safely so you can safely guide folks. Like, yeah. That's what that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, I'm not and let me let, let, Go ahead. Let me let me say something about that. And I think that you, you, what you said is, is so important. Like you can do that. I'm a practitioner, you know, and I've used it on myself and things like that. But for me to know that I want to be able to help other people, I want to like have the knowledge to be able to do that safely for them, you know, to make sure that when I'm working with them, that they're safe. And that they're safe with me and that I know what to do if something happens, you know, or if they if they if something shows up for them. I want to be able to have that knowledge to know how to do that. So that's why I'm, I'm doing the, um, the, you know, the level two and the level three, because for me, it's just about making people feel comfortable and, and making sure that they know that they that they're in safe hands as, as safe as they could be you know, from, from me. Yes, I know how to do it and I know how to do it for myself. And yes, I, as a practitioner, I can show you too, but I want to make sure that you're safe when you're coming to me, that if something unlocks in you, you know, that I know what to do for that. And I know how to, you know, to, uh, to, uh, to, to help you get past that. And I think without having the, that additional training from people who are, you know, who are certified to do that, I think it's a little bit, for me, it, it's scary. I wouldn't, put somebody else in that position, but you know, that's, and I think that's a personal thing too. So, uh, but I think you're right. I think you need to decide how you want to use tapping. And, uh, and if you feel you want to move forward in it, then I think, yeah, learning level twos and threes would be the best way to do that. Yeah. So before we wrap, I want I want you guys, to, if you know, if you have any, share any case studies that you have um, come across that people have shared with you because of tapping. I see Melissa has a head thrown back, so you yeah, have Yeah, Melissa will have to do that. <laughs> I might well, have case studies. You know why I threw my head back? Because in the beginning of my training back in 2013, I just remember like all the time telling people, oh my God, you wouldn't believe this, you know, without like revealing anybody's identity. Right. Because I just, it was like unendingly phenomenal to me because I think somewhere in the back of my head is always like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. And sure enough, every single time, not, you know, like clockwork all the time, um, people were having these really great results. I do have one story that has stuck with me, so I'll share that. But I want people to know I use tapping almost every day in my private practice. And um, people just get tremendous relief on such a regular basis that, you know, they can't believe it. And so I'd like so many stories, but I have a, I have a good one. Um, it was a client actually who I started working with right after my first training, you know, I flew back from Colorado and I was like, okay, let's do it. You know, <laughs> um, cause it was amazing. 
So she, the story is she had had lower back pain for um, mm. 30 years. And her back pain started um, from an accident that she had at work. And we had been working together in session using tapping. And then one day she called and she said, well, I can't come in because I've thrown my back out again and I'm immobilized in bed. And I said, well, you know, this might sound a little crazy, but have you thought you, you know, the word tapping's working really well for you. Have you thought about tapping on the back pain? Not on the back pain, but about the back pain, right? We tap on the acupressure points. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she texted me the next day and said all her back pain was gone. And it was the first time all her back pain had been gone in 30 years. And she could not believe it. Uh, you know, even I couldn't believe it. Um, but, you know, in the initial conversation, she said to me, oh, Melissa, come on, this is real back pain. And I was like, I know it's real back pain. But I said, you know, what have you got to lose? You're not going anywhere. You're stuck in bed. So mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you might as well try. Right. And but I mean, both of us were just blown away. Now, even better part of the story is that um, she then stopped seeing me after a little while and then came back seven years later. And I, I had the chance to say, oh, 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 how's the back pain? And she said, there's no back pain. There hasn't been back pain since that day that wow. I tapped on it. Wow. So I know it's so even I think the takeaway here is that um, a lot of times, uh, you know, we get confused. We think, well, no, this is real, right? It's real pain. And tapping has a great track record of um, lowering and often eliminating physical pain, right? Is it a guarantee? No. A- am I a medical doctor? Certainly not. Um, could I promise you that? No. Um, do I want you to still keep going to your doctor? Absolutely. Um, however, oftentimes this is the result that people get. So, you know, who cares how it works at some point you just say, wow, that changed my life, you know? So let me ask you this. And and I don't know, I I was just thinking about this. I know you can tap away a lot of physical things like pain and and stress and anxieties. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you tap away money fears? Can you tap away, um, ushering in, abundance. Is there a way to tap that in and tap that out? Yeah. So what you would be doing is you would be tapping and focusing on the belief system. I mean, you might need to tap to get to the place where you can identify what the beliefs are that are getting in your way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because at an unconscious level, if we we have beliefs, uh, it's always going to be the unconscious stuff that wins over the, well, I know it in my brain stuff, right? It's always Mm -hmm. the stuff at the bottom of your belly that wins. So you would identify those things and then really tap through them until there was significant shifting, or you could even eliminate those beliefs that are keeping you stuck. Yeah. Got it. That Mm -hmm. makes so much sense. Cause I think Mm -hmm. about, I I remember reading, um, 
um, God, Millionaire Mindset, I think it was by T. Harv Ecker a long time ago. And he talked about the beliefs you have about money and how, or was it Jack Canfield? Might have been Jack Canfield. I think it was Jack Canfield. He was talking about how his father, he would always say, you know, money doesn't go on trees and, you know, things like that. And we, we hear that right. all the time. Like growing right. up, I heard it a lot. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yep. You're not getting that. Stop asking for stuff. Money. So <laughs> that is a belief that's probably ingrained into a lot of people. And mm -hmm. they have to figure out how to tap past that belief. So that makes a lot yeah. of sense. It's probably going to open up a lot more opportunities for them. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, you know, you start getting uh, uh, deeper into, um, you know, I maybe I don't deserve. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm not worth mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because these are the things that kids internalize um, when they're getting um, destructive messaging from mm -hmm. the outside world. Right. So, yeah, wow. absolutely. <laughs> so um, would you like for me to share your contact information with everyone so they can figure out how to get in contact with both Georgia and yourself and also to register for the upcoming event? And what's the dates on that event again? Um, so we have two webinars. One is on Friday the 14th at 4 p.m. The second one is on Saturday the 15th at 12 noon. So those are coming up at the end of this week. And then subsequent to those, those are free. And um, people can ask whatever they would like to ask. We'll do like a brief intro about tapping. Um, and then we're going to follow that up with a level one, two, and three in October, November, and December. And those can be registered for on Eventbrite. And I do want to mention that we're keeping the classes super small um, because this stuff is best taught and learned uh, really on a one-to-one -one kind of basis. So we want to be able to attend uh, personally mm -hmm. to everybody who comes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Any closing remarks before we uh, before we end this amazing session? <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome. This is the planet better. You're making people's lives better. So you're always welcome to come <laughs> back to the show anytime because we need it. So much stuff going on in today's world. We need all the help we can get to stay mindful and stress-free. So and listen, I'm the queen of stress. So if I can do anything to help my fellow stressors out there, hey, I'm gonna bring you the best of the best. So thank you for coming on the show and talking about this and sharing with everybody. Oh, thank, thank you. you for having Audrey, us so much. <laughs> Instead of the queen of stress, could we make you the queen of tapping? Maybe. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is, y'all. Oh the my god! Queen of tapping. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank Listen, you. everybody. This is Talk Business with Audrey. I'm your host, Audrey Red Kearney, along with my guest today, Miss Georgette Tell and Miss Melissa Lester. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is recorded, so if you missed any part of it, don't worry. You can go back and watch it on demand. You can go to talkbusinesswithaudrey.biz. It'll be there. Or talkbusinesswithaudrey.com. It'll be there. Or just listen to the podcast, Talk Business with Audrey. It's uh, Talk Business with Audrey all across the board. So thank you, ladies. <laughs> Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And I will Great. talk to you all again soon. Thank you. Thank you for you having too. us. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everybody. everybody. Listen, everybody. I'll be back again. Until next time. Until next time. Make it a great day. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Business with Audrey. Talk Business with Audrey. Bringing you another powerful resource to help you start or grow your business so that you can live the boss life. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the show now, share it with your friends, and drop Audrey a note over at www.talkbusinesswithaudrey.biz.